Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Listeners, welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. My name is Ahmad and I am your host. It is Sunday, May 10th, uh, and this is Thinking Outside the Boombox. I'm very excited uh, to bring you another episode of the podcast. Um, Before I get into uh, what we're going to talk about today, I do want to acknowledge the sponsor for this week. So... This week's episode is brought to you by Living Millennial Podcasts. So they're a podcast with black millennials who discuss their experiences and different perspectives on a bunch of trending topics. So you can find their podcast on Anchor, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And so um, in the notes of the podcast, uh, of the audio versions, as well as in the podcast newsletter, I'll put all of the information for Living Millennial Podcast, so shout out to them and thank them for being a sponsor of the podcast for this week. So this week, um, the Meet TDE series, uh, it rolls on. Last week, I introduced the Meet TDE series, where I spotlight a bunch of TDE artists um, every week uh, for the next five weeks now, but it's a six-week series. Last week, I uh, shined the spotlight on... Lance Skywalker and Zakari. So this week I'm going to be talking about Absol, and that's going to happen in the Dig Deeper segment. Um, a few things to get out of the way off top. Um, the podcast newsletter, you can find that um, in a couple of ways. The most important way is uh, through the mailing list. So if you go to thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com, and I actually have you know, a link to the mailing list on all of the social media platforms uh, so you, you know, can sign up for it. But essentially, 
Um, you sign up for the mailing list. You'll get the podcast newsletter uh, the day that the, the stream happens. So tonight you should get the podcast newsletter for this stream. And then every Wednesday you'll get a curated playlist that has a different rotating theme. So last Wednesday uh, the chill R&B mix went out. This Wednesday the 90s uh, to 2000s throwback mix will go out. So every Wednesday if you're signed up for the mailing list you'll get uh, Apple Music or and or Spotify playlist um curated 10 songs they rotate uh every month so um sign up for the mailing list um and if you only want the podcast newsletter and you don't want to be on the mailing list you can go to thinking outside the boombox.com right up here um at the newsletter tab you can get all that information so um let's get to it let's jump right into the song of the week this shit my favorite song You just don't know the words But I still fuck with you You just ain't never heard It go like This shit my favorite song The song of the week for this week is In honor of the legendary battle that we got And it wasn't even a battle It was a jam session on Instagram Live yesterday Erica Badu, Jill Scott They they signed up for the verses thing That Swiss Beats and Timbaland have been doing Where Producers or artists go hit for hit. And this one wasn't a battle. It was all love. It was amazing. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in the press play segment. But for now, I want the song of the week to be a song that embodies the both of them. And so that song is going to be You Got Me by The Roots. And it features Erica Badu. But there's a thing about it that a lot of people might not know. So the Roots song You Got Me was co-written like the hook and i think uh another portion of the song was co-written by jill scott she was a young philly artist at the time not a lot of people knew her and so she you know wrote the part that erica badu sang but i think the the label i think it was mca at the time or something like that they wanted a bigger name for the hook so they they pulled erica badu in and was like yo erica badu has to sing the hook so jill scott wrote you know what Erica Badu sang, but Erica Badu is the one that you know ended up getting the Grammy nomination uh, for uh, that song. I don't know if they won the Grammy; I can't remember. Um, but she's the one that is doing the hook that everybody remembers. But um, you know, it's not a competition, and it was all love. And to start the battle, they both played their versions of "You Got Me" yesterday, and it was so cool. So I wanted that to be the song of the week. So I'm actually going to feature both versions because the Jill Scott version is available on like a Roots Live album from back then. Um, it's on all the streaming services, so I'm going to make sure to put that in the podcast newsletter and all that. But the song of the week is "You Got Me" by the Roots, featuring Erica Badu, and another version featuring Jill Scott. Um, they're both dope versions, so we win at the end of the day. Um, so let's jump right into the press play segment. So the press play segment um, separated into three parts, things that you should check out, rumor mill and announcements, and then the upcoming and recently released albums um i don't have a lot for for this week um you know there was there was a decent amount of music that was released but not a lot of it uh, was really compelling um so for the things that you should check out and all of this will be in the podcast newsletter so you can click on the links and everything um td fan appreciation week was like a month ago just about um 
and a bunch of TD artists released songs. Um, but like toward the end of that week, when it had already ended, Punch, who is I think the CEO of TDE, um, he released a song because not a lot of people know that Punch raps. Um, but yeah, Punch, the CEO of TDE, he's a rapper and he's pretty good and he's been rapping with the TD artist for a long time. Um, so he dropped a song called Pay No Attention to the Man Behind the Curtains, and that's definitely worth a listen because it is very good. Punch is a good rapper. Um, so check that out. Um, Lil Wayne has his own radio show now called Young Money Radio, and um, he had Drake on. So, you know, after Drake released his Dark Dark Lanes demo tapes and all of that, um, Lil Wayne had him on to talk about, you know, his family life, you know, with his son, his music, all that type of stuff. So um, I think it's on SoundCloud. I'll make sure to include a link. But, you know, it's worth an interview. I mean, it's worth a listen to hear that interview because, you know, Lil Wayne put Drake on and they have a lot of respect for each other. And it's all love when they when they talk to each other. So I think um, it's definitely an interview that you should check out. Uh, and then the last thing for the things you should check out, D Smoke dropped off a music video for his song Lights On. I'm pretty sure it features Sir, but it's off of his uh, Black Habits album. Um, and Issa Rae is in the video, and it's it's a dope video. And honestly, it kind of reminds me of some of the music videos that TDE um, releases with the, the cinematography of it and everything. But Issa Rae, um, she, she plays a big part in the video, and I'm not going to spoil it because you definitely need to just go watch it. But it is, it is dope. You definitely want to make sure that you check that out. Um, rumor mill and announcements. Um, so Erica Badu versus Jill Scott was yesterday. Um, it started around six fifteen, lasted for like maybe three hours, and it was fantastic. Like they told stories in between each song. Um, they were showing love to each other, showing love to black women. It was a fantastic thing, and it was kind of a shift from the the from the vibes that these battles have been giving off. Because a lot of people have been getting real uptight and like personal with these these battles. But this, it wasn't a battle. It was more of like, you know, it was just a jam session. It was a coming together. And so what I did, um, they played like three hours and 15 minutes worth of music at like as far as like if you play the songs all the way through so i created a playlist on apple music and spotify with every song that they played during the the battle um one of the songs i couldn't find because it was such an old erica badu cut that it wasn't even on streaming services it was called today the earth song but every other song i was able to get in there it's a 39 song playlist three hours and 15 minutes so in the podcast newsletter, I'm going to put the information for how you can access these playlists because you need it. It's just Jill Scott, Erica Badu, their best songs. Like they played songs like Window Seat, The Way, The Healer, So in Love, Love of My Life, Honey Molasses, Next Lifetime, like classic R&B songs. So you'll definitely want to check that out. Um, in that same vein... DMX says that he wants to battle Jay-Z. He wants to go hit for hit with Jay-Z. And while you don't need to say it, we all know that Jay-Z will most likely win that battle. Um, it wasn't like a 
contemptuous thing. Like he just wanted, like you know, with respect to Jay Z for the culture, he wanted to he wanted to do that. Um, and I think it would be a great thing for us to witness. There's talks of Nelly versus Ludacris or something like that. Like it's, you know, it, it's a really cool opportunity uh, to well, really cool opportunity to give these artists their roses uh, while they can still smell them. You know what I mean? Um, and so I'm with it. I don't think Jay-Z, Jay-Z doesn't even have an Instagram and he definitely would not show up. Um, he would not show up for this. Like, I don't, I don't think he would agree to it, but I think it's a cool idea for us to keep this going. You know what I mean? Um, so let's see what else we got. French, French Montana. I don't know what to do with him. He keeps just sliding further and further into this pit. Um, after he did to have the whole Kendrick thing where he said he wanted to go hit for hit and that he would watch Ken- or that he would beat Kendrick in a hit for hit battle. Then he claimed that he was the brains behind Unforgettable with Sway Lee. Now he's claiming that he was an uncredited producer on Power Glide, which was Ray- one of Ray Shrimmer's songs from their last album. And that, you know, like he produced it um, and he hasn't gotten his credit. And it's just, French needs to sit down because he's just, who knows if this stuff is true, but the way that he's coming about it, like the respect for him is just plummeting, plummeting. So I'll keep you informed on what's going on with French Montana for sure. Um, Another announcement, the last announcement, Spotify is testing the ability to do video podcasts. It's in a beta but they're testing the ability um, to have podcasts with video. So that could be a cool thing here. I, you know, the, the Twitch thing could happen here and on Spotify, reach a new margin. So I hope that things go well with that because that could be a new avenue for me to get this live stream um, out to a, a different platform as well. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, let's jump to the upcoming and recently released albums. Um so May 1st, Mahalia dropped off the Isolation Tapes EP. I think it's just three songs. Go get that. Um, Chris Brown and Young Thug dropped off that Slime and B tape. They actually did drop it off, and it's actually pretty decent. Um, they dropped it on Tuesday on SoundCloud only, and then on Friday they released it to all the streaming services. So City Girls, that song on there, it's a song on there called City Girls, and it is fantastic. Like, it's really good um so you definitely want to check that out um kalani dropped off her uh latest album it was good until it wasn't it's fire like it might be a no skip to be honest like it's a fire album um and one thing she said about it was that drake actually gave her the idea for the title like they were just they were just chilling um talking about their lives and whatnot and she just happened to say it was good until it wasn't. And then he was like, yo, did you hear what you just said? That's your album title right there. And she went with it. So Drake continuing to inspire. Um, Nav dropped off his Good Intentions project, the follow-up to Bad Habits. Um, Rick Wilson, the Chicago artist I was telling you about, he combined with Terrace Martin. They dropped their EP, They Call Me Disco. Um, and then on the 13th, uh, Deontay Hitchcock is dropping off his album, Better. So, uh, that is it for the press play segment. Um, let's jump right into the dig deeper thing. 
for this week, as I mentioned, Meet TDE, um, the series is is rolling on, and this week I want to talk about Absol. Um, so Absol is, you know, I would consider him to be the lyricist. Of, I mean, Kendrick is lyrical for sure, but Absol, like, he takes lyricism to like a whole another level. His wordplay is on another level. His rhyme schemes are crazy, um, and so that's what he's always been to me. Um, I think I started listening to Absol around. 20, 2011, 2012, um, that, it was when he dropped, like, his long-term mentality stuff, I think that was when I first started listening to him, so, let me tell you a little bit more about Absol, and just as a reminder, um, I've created a Meet TDE playlist, so, when, like, some of the best songs from the artists that I discuss are going to be in that playlist as well as songs that I specifically may have mentioned in this stream in this episode are going to go in there. So I think it currently has 23 songs on there of Lance Skywalker and Sakari. After the stream is over, I will be adding the Absol um songs in there. I think I got like another 25 from him. So it's going to be a dope playlist of TDE artists besides Kendrick uh, for you to have. So um I'll be updating that after this episode. So Absol's real name is Herbert Anthony Stevens IV. Um, he's a 33-year-old rapper from Carson, California. He was the third artist signed to TDE after J-Rock and Kendrick. Um, one of the most notable things about Absol is that he suffers from Stevens-Johnson syndrome, um, which causes his lips to be darker than most, and his eyes are sensitive to light, and it's why he's always wearing big, dark sunglasses, even when he's inside, and that's also why one of his nicknames is Black Lip Pastor. Um, Absol's family owned a record store when he was smaller, and he started rapping when he was young. After high school, uh, he started really taking it seriously. He started recording music around 2002, and he even signed a small record deal and was part of a small rap group. Um, so he met Punch... Sorry, not the CEO. Top is the CEO of TDE. I said that Punch was the CEO. Punch is the president and the chairman of TDE. Top Dog is the CEO. Anyway, Absol met Punch back in 2006, um, and he officially signed to TDE in 2007. So in 2009, January, he released his debut mixtape, Long Term, and it was the first in a series. It was supposed to be a series of four long-term tapes. Um... That same year, he formed Black Hippie with Schoolboy Q, J-Rock, and Kendrick. And then in June of 2010, he released Long Term 2, Lifestyles of the Broke and Almost Famous. And this was when I first remember knowing who Absol was. So it wasn't his Long Term Mentality album. It was his Long Term 2 mixtape. Um, I actually had this mixtape in my library like before Apple Music um, was a thing, and back then I was rating songs with that star system that iTunes had, and I had rated most of the songs on the long-term two tape pretty highly. Um, it had plenty of production from what I call <laughs> the TDE Trust. Um, that's Soundwave and Tay Beast. Uh, Kendrick, Schoolboy Q, and J-Rock, they all feature on the tape, and Soul Cry and Turn Me Up with Kendrick, I think, are two of the best songs on the project. Um, and of course I'll see. So I don't think the long-term two tape is available on streaming because it was a mixtape. Um, 
only the only the like albums that he released. So the Long Term Mentality Project is there, but all the stuff before that, like I have it in my library. But if I add it to the playlist and share it, you all won't be able to see it. So you just have to take my actually. So just go look up, and I'll maybe I'll just put this in the in the podcast newsletter aside of the playlist. Soul Cry and Turn Me Up, great songs. So in 2011, Absol went on tour with MERS. He released a number of singles and videos for his debut project. Um, at the time, Kendrick had released Overly Dedicated and Schoolboy had released Setbacks. And uh, Absol cites those two projects as inspiration for his own. So in April of 2011, he dropped his debut album, Long Term Mentality. Um, it was on this album that we would hear him collaborate with his longtime girlfriend, Alori Joe one last time um before she would commit suicide um so he actually addresses her in many future verses and albums um i don't think i ever gave this album too much thought but it's kind of touching when you think about that um it was a decent major label debut um it features every member of black hippie janae aiko mers punch bj the chicago kid um, and it really saw Soul showcasing a lot of introspective verses and super lyrical bars. And, you know, the songs with Lori Joe are great. They had amazing chemistry. Um, his wit and intellect were apparent, especially uh, when hearing him rap. And so in February of 2012 is when Lori Joe took her life. And it seems that Soul threw himself into work to keep busy. Um, her death affected him greatly, and you can hear that all over his next album. Um, he dedicates the album to her. He specifically said, I was actually pretty much done with the project before that happened. And he's talking about uh, his second album, Control System. Um, luckily for me and all of us, because I definitely don't think I would have been able to put it out in the time that I did. It was difficult. It's still very difficult. She helps me out with all of my projects. Um, it's a very difficult thing to get over. But at the same time, this is what we've been, we, me and her, we're, work we're working on for the majority of the time I've known her. Uh, she was one of my biggest supporters, so I feel like I owe her and I owe everybody else that's taken a liking to what we're doing. Um, so in 2012, he joined Schoolboy Q on the Groovy Tour, and he released a lot of music building anticipation for that second album. Um, so in May of 2012, he released his second album, Control System. Um, he released, he's released two albums since then. And, you know, as I was doing the research, I was still trying to decide if Control System is his best album. It's definitely top two. And we'll talk about the other one later. Um, it's really damn good. It, it features some memorable standout verses from Schoolboy Q and Kendrick. And it has vocals from the late Alori Joe at that point. Um, Absol lets loose over sometimes jazzy production, other times some really modern production for the times in 2012. The TDE Production Trust, or as they're formerly known, um, Digiphonics is their full name, and that's Soundwave, Dave Free, Willie B, and Tay Beast. Um, those are the TDE producers. I call them the Trust um, because they produce so much music for all of the TDE artists. Um, so they hook Absol up with nine of the album tracks for Control System, uh, with another TDE producer, King Blue, producing another one. Um, in Control System, Absol really starts to refine his sound, and he has some of the best production to do that over. When asked about the title, 
Um, Sol said that everything that is mandatory in this country is a control system. A lot of the economy, society, it's all controlled. Politics, it's a big production, if you will. I just think I'm one of the people that's kind of aware of that. Um, and he doesn't waste time delving into a number of topics. In Double Standard, he raps about society, how society treats men and women differently, especially when discussing how they handle sex and relationships. Um, he gets on his third eye shit in uh, pineal gland. He flexes in songs like Track 2 and Sopa, um, where Schoolboy Q delivers a fire verse and even lays a, and absolutely lays a stake by honoring Jay-Z, but also saying that he could run laps around him and illuminate with Kendrick. Um, and Kendrick completely murders that verse. Um, in A Rebellion, he somehow turns a song about rebelling against the police and authorities into an upbeat vibe. Um, that song features a Lori Joe, as well as Empathy, which is a Drake-like type of chilled-out joint. And a fun fact is that Absol has like publicly always said that he was trying to like compete with Drake, not like on a like disrespectful way, but like he was always trying to like make music that could like get to the levels that Drake was reaching because he was when Absol was starting to get high, Drake was probably around Thank Me Later, almost Take Care point. So, you know, he was he was close to the top already at that point. Um, on Control System, the last song, uh, second to last song, The Book of Soul, he really gets personal talking about his life and his relationship with the Lori Joe and how her death affected him. Um, and it's easily one of my favorites from the album. And then on the official last song of the album, Black Hippie even gets together um, for a remix of his song Black Lip Bastard to end the album and it's a phenomenal song like they all completely go off uh, Black Hippie um, so Absol could have released Control System today and I think it would have been highly touted highly reviewed uh, it's an amazing album that kind of showed that Absol was the balance that TDE needed and that he is an incredible rapper with a calming presence that could hold his own and not get outshined by his features. Um, after the album, Soul would go on to collaborate with Joe Budden, Jameson. They were supposed to release a collab album called Unit 6 that got shelved because of the labels. He appeared on the 2013 XXL freshman list with Schoolboy Q, Trinidad James, Joey Badass, Logic, Action Bronson, Kirko Bangs, Travis Scott, Dizzy Wright, Chief Keef, and Angel Hayes. He got an Album of the Year nomination for being featured on The Heist by Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. And then in June of 2014, after a number of false starts and minor label issues, he released his third studio album, uh, These Days. Now, to be honest, um, I'm not really, I wasn't really feeling this project when it came out, and... I I don't know if like even now after I like listened to it and did the research if I am a huge fan of it. Um I don't remember how I felt about it when it dropped. I was probably just happy to get new Absol, but I honestly was mostly bored when I listened to the album recently. Um I honestly can't explain it because his lyricism on this project is top tier. Um at the end of Tree of Life on that album, he drops a verse where he, he puts the word soul into every single bar, like solution, absolutely, like stuff like that. And it just really shows how good of a lyricist he is. And he's versatile on this album. Um, he has a song with Rick Ross called Nevermind That, which is a surprising hit. But then there were other songs like Dub Sack and Twacked, which was kind of like Absol's attempt at an E-40-like bop. And it just didn't connect for me and it didn't feel authentic. 
Um, and I don't want to use the common trope that his album was more geared toward commercial success and sensibilities, but there were a lot more of those songs on this album than his past projects. And of course, Soul intends for those songs to have deeper meanings than the surface, as the album is what he feels these days sounds like um, back in 2014. Um, but it just didn't work for me. Um, the TD Trust, the production trust, was only responsible for a quarter of the album production, and it saw Absol branching out to new types of production. Um, Just Have Fun was an upbeat track that Mac Miller would have rapped over um, at the time, and he also gets production from Mac and J. Cole um, on the project, um, on the songs Ride Slow and Sapiosexual. But at the same time, this album did do a decent amount to impress, and like the more I listened to it, the more I realized that the back half of the album is where all the gems are. Um, at the end of Just Have Fun, backed by some incredible vocals from the Oh My's, he taps into the triplet flow that was popular at the time by Migos, and he murdered it. Um, Kendrick Lamar's interlude is a direct response to Absol's outro from Section 80, where Absol with Kendrick deliver an extended verse over some amazing Terrace Martin instrumentation. Um, Kendrick does the same here with Terrace Martin using some of the same instrumentation to draw back to that original vibe. And the two songs are meant to be connected, even using the same hook. Um, one thing I love about Absol is that he wears his heart on his musical sleeve. In Closure, he seems to sing about finally having closure regarding Lori Joe while also addressing the current girlfriend he was dating. And, like, the first half of the album didn't draw me in, and that might be why I never connected with the album, but there are some very impressive featured verses in the second half, and Absol really locks in uh, with some personal gripping verses and performances. I think these days showed that Absol can be pigeonholed into just a lyricist. He has the ability to do it all, and maybe that's something he wanted to show after such a deep album like Control System. Um... And at the end of the album, the last track features Absol battle rapping against a famous battle rapper named Daylight. Um, the version on Apple Music cuts the song off after Absol's verse, but the version I have is 23 minutes long. Um, and I'll make sure to include that in the podcast newsletter because it is worth it. Absol could have easily been a battle rapper. Um, so Soul wouldn't release his fourth album, Do Without Wilt, until December of 2016, which is two and a half years after these days, despite announcing that it was done a year earlier, almost done a year earlier. So Do Without Wilt is described by Absol as a love story. The album cover features Soul without his glasses for the first time because he wanted to, like, quote-unquote, bear it all and capture his angst to get the tone of the album. And the album stays consistent with Soul's releases. The entendres and lyrical wordplay is out of this world. He starts the album by taking shots at Jay Electronica, who came at Kendrick after the control verse. And Absol was like, yo, I'm kind of like the, you know, like the, the, the force of the group. Like Kendrick was dealing with his Grammys and everything. and He didn't really need to speak out. So I did it for him. Um, the entire album title, Do Without Wilt, references this dude named Alistair Crowley and some philosophy that he created. Uh, he created a religion that rebels against traditional religion and belief in God. And, you know, they have a book of law, the people that believe in this religion, that revolves around the words, do what thou wilt. And Absol references many things from that book in this album. 
And this is not an uncommon thing for Soul to juxtapose this album with. He had a crown of thorns on the These Day cover. The Tree of Life cover from Control System is another philosophical symbol. And the album also sees lots of themes of rebelling against the patriarchy and supporting feminism. Um, And as well, um, Soul, um, he replaces, his symbol is that he replaces the word Jesus and the fish uh, with his own. So, you know, he's definitely got a lot of, you know, religious themes that he plays off of. So this album features a lot of dark production with Soul matching that energy with his verses. Um, If I had to describe the song Invocation, I would just say jazz, drugs, and religion. (laughs) Like so many songs on this album are lyrically and thematically dense. Uh, He gets on his Lupe shit in Wifey versus Wi-Fi, where he compares a cell phone to a prison cell with storytelling, imagery, and a verse from a rapper who is in prison. Um, In Now You Know, he addresses misogyny in today's society with some impressive alliteration and wordplay. Um, And honestly, the songs on this album that show soul addressing feminism and subverting the patriarchy are some of my favorites. He shows some real intelligence and lyrical ability to address these topics and make them so damn catchy um in drugs he expresses his love for his family but especially drugs in the most beautiful way in the law he flips the song brother by angie stone which was a song about it was an ode to black men and he turns it into an ode to women he gets rhapsody and mac miller who was fresh off of divine feminine to help him out um and that song easily could have been on divine feminine um it's important to note that Mac Miller and Soul were very close friends and they collaborated on so many songs. Um, they produced the hell out of this album as far as like the producers of this project. All of the production and mastering is done so well to make each song its own experience. Um, and Absol has never reminded me of Lupe Fiasco more than he does on this album. Um, he made this album from the same headspace as Tetsuo and Youth. I'm almost sure of it. Um, I think this is definitely his best album since Control System, and I think it might be his best period. It's close. Um, it's his best sounding album, like sonically for sure. Um, and that's where it's his production and the song arrangements. And it's easily his most lyrical and most dense. I think it's not his most easily consumed album, as it's a little complex at times and segmented towards certain people. I'll never fully understand some of these songs because I certainly won't be reading The Book of Law by Aleister Crowley, but I do appreciate how Soul doubles down on all of the things that make him unique in this album. Um, so we wouldn't hear from Absol for another two years until he appeared on Bloody Waters from the Black Panther soundtrack in 2018, and then in 2019 he announced a new album that would come out this year. And for the TDE Fan Appreciation Week uh, last month, he dropped off Danger Rookie Pawa Freestyle, which is uh, Top Dog's uh, nickname. It was his birthday, and that's what kind of started the TDE Fan Appreciation Week. Um, and in that song, you can see that Soul hasn't lost a step, and it's safe to say that his next album, like just thinking of the the pattern um, and progression of his albums, his next album could be complete insanity. Like... It could be on another level lyrically and just the themes I I can't even imagine. Um, I look forward to it, though. Um, I think Absol is a balance that TD needs. Um, He's like a uber lyrical artist that can always bring a very fire verse to a featured verse on somebody else's song. And his projects are going to have so much meaning that 
Um, they may make you think a little more than an album by like Schoolboy Q um, or J-Rock may have you, even though they can get in their bag uh, in similar ways. Um, so yeah, so that is that is it about Absol. I'm going to make sure to add all of the important songs um, to really give you a feel of Absol's music in the playlist. Um, and yeah, and so that's it um, for the Dig Deeper segment and for this week's episode. Um, please sign up for the mailing list, get these playlists um, in the podcast newsletter. Um, definitely check out the newsletter so you can get the Eric Badu, Joe Scott playlist um, so you can hear some of the songs by Absol that aren't on um, Apple Music and streaming. Um, yeah, yeah. next week, uh, the Me TD series will be shining on um, Sir and Reason. So uh, two artists... Uh, Two of some of the newer artists uh, from TDE. I don't know if they're the newest ones, but um, they're definitely within the past like four years or something like that. Um, so yeah, um, the audio version of this episode will be released Tuesday on all everywhere you can get podcasts. The video of this stream um, available for the next two weeks. Um, Check out the Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at TOTB, the podcast. Thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com is the website where you can get a lot of information. Um, as well as um, on the website, uh, you can get, you see an updated list of the albums that are supposed to release this year, things like that. Um, my top uh, 25 albums, top 50 songs from the past years, the end of the year list that I do, you can find that. So yeah. Um, a lot of information. I will be back next Sunday at four o'clock um, to do to uh, do the next installment of this series. Um, so once again, uh, the sponsor for this week's episode is um, the podcast Living Millennial Podcast, a podcast of Black millennials discussing their experiences, different perspectives on trending topics. They're on Anchor, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. They'll be in the, the notes of the episode as well as in the podcast newsletter. So go check them out. Go listen to their podcast. Um, on the Instagram, I'm doing Throwback Thursdays where I'm featuring, I'm posting about um, an album, an old album, at least 10 years old in hip-hop and R&B that you definitely don't want to forget. And in the Instagram story on Thursdays, I'm doing more information about that album. And on Fridays, I'm talking about the new music that's been released. So definitely stay locked to the Instagram because I'm always creating new content for it. Um, and yeah, so this has been Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. Peace. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.